sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. A new week starts right here, right now, live on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, channel 159. That's the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network as well. That includes sportsgrid.com slash watch. Find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us. Bright and early here to start off your new week live on a Monday morning. A ton to get to. Over these next two hours, we bring you up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. Exactly one month from today, the 2023 NFL regular season debuts in Kansas City. The reigning Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Detroit Lions. So we get in the mood for football through most of this opening hour. But now, we're in the stretch run of the Major League Baseball season. Following the trade deadline, teams know their roster. They know the guys in the clubhouse who is going to be there to make the post- season push down the home stretch of this regular season just about 50 games left around MLB a women's world cup update a huge day in the W yesterday all of that and more again until 11 a.m eastern time live right here on TMA we start in major league baseball a reunion of sorts between the Astros and the Yankees over the weekend in the Bronx inside Yankee Stadium these familiar foes these new rivals, if you will. And a four-game set is split between the Yankees and the Astros as Houston evens the series with a series finale victory yesterday, 9-7 to in a high-scoring affair at Yankee Stadium. A ton of homers from the start. The Astros paced the Yankees throughout most of the game. New York tried to make it interesting in the sixth and in the eighth innings, but Houston holds on for a victory the Yankees entered yesterday three and a half games back of an American League wild card spot so they move back ever so slightly however they are very much in the thick of it after splitting this weekend set against the Houston Astros now the Houston Astros at this moment when you take a look at the American League West standings are two and a half games back of the Texas Rangers the Strohs a split over the weekend in New York a day off before they travel to the American League's best That would be Baltimore starting on Tuesday. But two and a half games back of the Texas Rangers, the Rangers have stayed atop the division despite good baseball from Houston because Texas has won six straight. And for the first time since the early portion of May, the Tampa Bay Rays are no longer the lone favorite to win the American League pennant. It's now the Rangers and the Rays as co-favorites to win the American League. A plus 330 price for both Texas and Tampa Bay. There you see the Strohs only 40 cents back at plus 370. Finally, Baltimore getting some love. They move up to a 5-1 to number. Still fourth best despite a four-game win streak of their own for the O's. And the best record, of course, in the American League. But the Rangers have been hot. Six consecutive victories. Finishing it off yesterday with a series sweep for the second consecutive set against the Miami Marlins. A victory for Texas yesterday at home in Arlington over Miami. A shutout, 6 nothing. So six straight wins for Texas. Not only was the pitching sensational yesterday, the runs have been good as well. Five or more runs scored for Texas in their last 
five games. Now, the Marlins on the downtrend, 14 games above 500 at the All-Star break in early July, 53 and 39. Since that point, Miami has lost 16 of their last 21. The Fish now a half game out of the third and final National League wildcard spot. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number one of the first day of this new week. It's a Monday on the morning after Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. Around Major League Baseball, where the best team in the bigs at the moment, at least the hottest team in all of MLB, it resides in Wrigley Field. It's the Chicago Cubs, who have been great in the second half of this season since the All-Star break. We saw the Cubbies invest at the trade deadline. Chicago is making a run and playing like the best team in the bigs right now, knocking off the best team in the bigs over the weekend at Wrigley. A series victory for Chicago over Atlanta. Chicago now 15-4. and In their last 19 games, even the Braves, who have the best record in MLB, entered yesterday playing great baseball, winners of six of their last eight, the best record in the bigs by more than two games now over Baltimore. But Chicago, the offense is picking up. Dansby Swanson has been great. Cody Bellinger has enjoyed the long ball at Wrigley as well. And the Cubbies have won 15 of their last 19 games. Excellent baseball in Wrigley. So now we look at the National League pennant odds where of course the Braves remain the favorites 45 cents in front of the Dodgers the Giants and the Phils two wild card teams right now tied for the third best number at 12 to 1 the Brewers hold a one and a half game lead for the National League Central but they're the Cubs and the Reds only behind the Brew Crew in the Central right now a tie for the third and final National League wild card spot a Southern California rivalry between the Dodgers and the Padres in San Diego that continues today with the fourth of a four game set the Dodgers have a 2-1 series lead at this moment a big victory for LA yesterday 8-2 the final LA won the first game of the series 10-5 San Diego responded in game number two on Saturday 8-3 the final the Padres have scored five or more runs in seven of their last 10 but not yesterday San Diego right now only a few games below 500 only three and a half games back of the National League wild card of course the San Diego Padres did not sell at the MLB trade deadline they bought and they are trying to make that run more around Major League Baseball with our guy DRS Donnie Wrightside joins the show up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com the diamond dash live on a monday on the morning after on sports grid and sirius xm channel one 59 all around major league baseball from what we saw this weekend just about 50 games left of this mlb season i know 50 still sounds like a lot but for the 162 game marathon that we have all year long in mlb this is the home stretch drs donnie right side joins us live right here on this monday on tma donnie we appreciate the time hope the weekend was good hope the stogies in the backyard were lit and that you had a great time and Thank you for being here in this opening hour. Fantastic. All the way through. Hit a little Atlantic City this weekend. Hit a little Phillies game action. And, of course, had some cocktails and cigars. So we're ready. New week, new money. Yep, yep, yep. 
Ocean Casino and Resort, the home of the Sports Grid draft specials for both the NFL and NBA this weekend, I presume? Yep, and I saw there was a signed uh, portrait up in the rafters there of one Ben Stevens yeah. there. It says, remember the yeah. time, it said. Fantastic. I would think it was Kevin Walsh. He was orchestrating and running point for that 2023 NBA draft special, or maybe Joe Lisi from his time there with the NFL draft. But DRS, we focus on Major League Baseball, and right now I think you could make an argument the best team in the bigs, at least in current form, the Chicago Cubs. They've won 15 of their last 19 games. DRS, they were buyers at the deadline to make this run toward October. At the beginning of the year, not much was expected out of Chicago. They wouldn't be a team that was really a contender for anything within the National League Central or the NL overall. Maybe a year or two away, but this Cubs team right now is playing great baseball in a series victory over the Atlanta Braves at Wrigley over the weekend. Again, Chicago has won 15 of their last 19 games, DRS, 6-4, to four, the victory yesterday in the finale. DRS, the Cubbies right now trending in a very positive direction as we get ready for the home stretch of this season. This is the vision that's still going to be up for grabs. The Milwaukee Brewers, the Cincinnati Rebs, but the Chicago Cubs here certainly right now playing their best baseball of the season. Six straight series they have won, which includes anytime you can beat the Atlanta Braves in a series. It seems kind of amazing to do that. But the yeah. best part about this is I'm sure we'll probably talk a little Angels a little bit. These are the anti-Angels uh, at this point right now. Supposed to trade yeah. at the deadline, hung on there, got a little win streak together, but kept it hot out of the break. They are absolutely blazing at the plate. If you want to bet RBI home run props to hit props or even just put them in a parlay the Cubs are the team to do it right now absolutely red hot and when you think about Bellinger and Swanson in the heart of that lineup for Chicago they are pacing this offense that has been great in the second half all around the trade deadline to make that full investment so DRS here the Cubs are only a game and a half back of the National League Central. They're alongside the Reds, who both teams trailing the Brewers, and Chicago and Cincy tied for the third and final National League wildcard spot at this moment. DRS, when you see the Cubs priced when the National League pennant right now, it's a 24 to 1 number. Cincy just behind them, 33 to 1. Is the investment worth it from a value perspective at this moment? I mean, I don't know if it is because it just feels like, well, somebody has to win that division, and rightfully so. And they're playing their best baseball, Ben, right now, which means, you know, as you said, we're not three games away from the playoffs. Like, watch out for the Cubs. They won, you know, 19 games in a row. you got yeah. 60 days to try to keep that up. If they can, fantastic. If you're going to head into baseball's yeah. playoffs here, maybe one of the prohibitive favorites if they do. I don't think that's going to be the case right now. But if you're asking me to say, okay, let's take the Brewers out of the marketplace and just go head-to-head on the Cubs and the Reds, I probably trust the Cubs just a little bit more than the Reds here. More veteran leadership on that ball club and right now yeah. they're playing much better baseball than the reds who have lost six straight games in their own right here so trusting the cubs a little bit more than the reds right now in that odds market including against the nationals this weekend where you thought the reds might be able to turn things yeah. around and stay in the thick of this race they are but the odds working against them milwaukee right now the favorites to win the National League Central, plus 110. The Cubbies only 35 cents behind a plus 145 price. A National League West rivalry, a Southern California rivalry over the weekend DRS that does continue into this Monday for the fourth and final game of the series between the Padres and the Dodgers. L.A. took game number one on Friday. San Diego responds on Saturday. The Dodgers get back to the 2-1 series advantage at this moment with an 8-2 victory yesterday on Sunday Night Baseball in San Diego. DRS, always a fun rivalry between the Padres and the Dodgers. We know where L.A. is. 
four games in front for the top spot of the National League West. It's where the Dodgers have resided over the last decade plus. But the Padres DRS now only a few games below 500, just three and a half games back of a National League wildcard spot. Yeah, I took a piece late last week there on the San Diego Padres, not to win the division, not to, you know, come in first place here on down the back stretch, but a chance to make the playoffs and maybe turn that into some profitability. Do I expect them to win the World yeah. Series? Probably not. But if they do get in the playoffs, and that's a big if right now, they're one of the more talented yeah. teams in the playoffs. And if they do make it, which means they are playing very well down the back stretch, not actually backing into a playoff spot by taking a playoff spot away from some other teams. Now, granted, they got a big game on docket today. You don't want to lose three out of four games here to the Los Angeles Dodgers. But having said that, other teams are helping them out, like the Marlins not winning baseball games, the Reds not winning baseball games. Maybe that wild card is still an opportunity, but that might start today with a big win. Just three games back, my apologies. Not three and a half back for San Diego, only three games back of the third and final wild card spot. The Padres, a slight home favorite today over L.A., minus 138 on that money line. The Catman, Tony Gonsolin, gets the start for L.A. Seth Lugo on the other side for the Padres. DRS, you mentioned the fish. Miami has been struggling since the All-Star break. They were 14 games above 500 at the All-Star break. They seemed as though they were going to be a shoe-in for a wild-card spot at the moment, a half game out. Why? Miami has dropped 16 of their last 21 games. They faced the Reds to start off a new series this week. But on the other side of that equation, DRS, you focus on the Texas Rangers, six consecutive victories for Texas, a 6 nothing shutout of Miami at home yesterday. Yeah, big news yesterday, too. You take a look at Josh Young, the young star third baseman for the Rangers, having a fractured finger, a fractured thumb, I should say, mm. which who knows? It might be two weeks, four weeks, five weeks. We just don't know until we get some of those reports coming back. But the Rangers are playing good baseball. They're going to need it, too. You're facing the Houston Astros down the stretch. But having said that for the Marlins, this is a team that maybe was a year ahead of its time that was playing really well and maybe one of the leaders in the wild card. They've certainly fallen on hard times. But I guess you could say somebody has to win in this series between the Marlins and the Reds coming up. And by the way, just to give a quick preview of that game today, Williamson's a lefty. Yeah. The one thing that the Marlins do extremely well, Ben, they hit left-handed pitchers. I think they had the advantage today. So maybe some things on the horizon for the Marlins as a positive and, again, a negative on the red side. The Marlins, a minus-142 road favorite in Cincinnati in the Great American Ballpark today against the Reds. DRS, when you look at the American League pennant right now, the Rangers and the Rays co-favorites the first market movement we have really seen at the top of this board moving Tampa from the solo favorite since the early portion of May DRS so now the Rays and the Rangers both have the same price co-favorites plus 330 Houston only 40 cents back at plus 370 and finally DRS Baltimore starting to see their price go shorter as well five to one on the O's yeah, Baltimore's legitimate here. Five to one price isn't bad, but again, we're just trying to take a look at the playoffs and how they match up because that's the key ingredient. Not over 50 games total where the cream would rise to the crop. You're just looking for that sprint here in a three-game sprint if, and the question marks are mounting up for the Tampa Bay Rays, if McClanahan and Glass yeah. now are healthy, that's going to give them the advantage here. And you saw the Texas Rangers making a move to get Max Scherzer. I agree with this movement here, but again, I look at that plus 370 price on the Astros. When it's all said and done, Bullpen, starting pitching, and lineup combined. I'll ride the Astros there at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a 5-1 to price to win the league. A four-game set for the Astros this weekend in New York against the Yankees. The Astros earned the victory 9-7 to yesterday to split the series against the pinstripes up in the Bronx. Right now, as DRS mentioned, plus 130 the price for the Strohs. They are two and a half games back. 
of the Rangers, a minus 160 odds on favorite. And DRS, that is the same number for Baltimore, a three-game lead in the American League East. The Orioles, a minus 160 odds on favorite to win that divisional crown. And yet, despite the struggles, the Rays still have the second-best record in the AL and a four-and-a-half game bump for that top American League wildcard spot. A huge weekend, a significant weekend in college football and college sports as we start to focus on football up next here on The Morning After. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On Friday, August 4th, 2023, the future of college sports forever was changed. Welcome back to a Monday, August 7th, 2023, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. I'm Ben Stevens, DRS, Donnie right side alongside once again, because Donnie, on Friday afternoon, we got the big bombshell in conference realignment following a week of reports and rumors And then on Friday, it was confirmed. Oregon and Washington leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten in 2024 alongside UCLA and USC. Of course, that news came a summer ago. And with the departure of the Ducks and the Huskies, the Pac-12 was no more, leaving Utah, Arizona State, and Arizona to join the Big 12 as well. So let's focus on the Big Ten to begin because DRS that was really the big news and the big change on Friday because live on this show on Friday morning around 10 15 a.m eastern time the reports were from national college football insiders that Oregon and Washington the momentum to join the Big Ten Conference had dwindled in the overnight hours and it seemed the Pac-12 the remaining eight or nine teams was going to sign a new media deal and a new grant of rights agreement As well, and then about an hour and a half later, that was all put to bed, as the Pac-12 is as well. DRS, Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten. How does that change your view of college sports, specifically college football, moving forward? Look, there's a lot to get into here. And, you know, over the years, not really the biggest, you know, Big Ten fan overall. Now, granted, I look at more from a football angle than basketball or anything else. You know, Ohio State, certainly a dominant program. Penn State here in the East. You have Michigan that rises up every once in a while to try to challenge Ohio State. But I love the fact it shows you that the Big Ten are power brokers here. They didn't reach out and say, well, let's get an expansion here and let's add a team from the South. Like, no, they said, what are the biggest markets that we want to secure? Los Angeles, Seattle. I mean, they went out and hit a grand slam home run because college sports right now with the players as well it's a business at the end of the day and if you're talking about a big 10 group that knows they have their eye on the prize of the future of college sports is about money they went and secured those deals now secondarily on this the pac-12 if anybody knows me i can't stand the pac the best thing about the pac-12 is bill walton at night because why said donnie why does bill walton have to be on because the pac-12 is so boring that they have to have a guy that talks aimlessly throughout a broadcast just to keep people tuned in now also Let's get back to the football field here. Every single year, and Kevin knows this, I root against the Pac-12 immediately. I say, please, if there's anything I want to see, is at least every single team in the Pac-12 have one loss, so I don't have to have them in the college football playoffs at all. So you saw some of my tweets here on Friday, popping bottles here that the Pac-12 is no more. It's a great day in the DRS household because I don't have to worry about that boring conference anymore in my life. And granted, there's no East Coast bias here at all. 
Nobody wanted to sign the Big 12, excuse me, the Big, uh, excuse me, the Pac-12 here to any rights deal. Why? Because nobody wants to watch that conference. Get it out of here. Everybody wins. Now, to provide a little bit of context here, the history and the tradition of the Pac-12 conference, the Pac-8, the Pac-10, been there for over a century. And DRS, when it comes to all sports, there's a reason it's called the Conference of Champions. But to echo a few of what DRS had to say right there, the Pac-12 has not made the college football playoffs since the 2016 season when Washington did it. In fact, the Pac-12 has only had two schools appear twice In the CFP, and it's now nine-year history, Oregon in the inaugural year back in 2014, and then Washington again more than six years ago in 2016. It's all part of why the Pac-12, now the Pac-4, finds themselves in this situation. But DRS hit the nail on the head right there. And you might be upset with what is happening in college athletics. I know I am. I don't really like the idea of the professionalization of this sport, but it is What is happening? College football, it has an effect on all collegiate athletic programs that are sponsored by your favorite school. But college football is the main economic driving force for TV revenue. And TV revenue is what leads to conference realignment. And the Big Ten, frankly, knew it could get Oregon and Washington at a discount because the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or Pac-8 or whatever you wanted to call it on Friday afternoon was disintegrating before our very eyes. Now, DRS, the next wrinkle of this, it was really the latest round of realignment that started two weeks ago when Colorado announced its departure from the Pac-12 to the Big 12 starting in 2024. Is Arizona... Arizona State and Utah, now the four corner schools, all staying together to play in the Big 12 in 2024. DRS, how do you feel about this conference and what it means for college sports moving forward? Like, if I want to hire a CEO or if I'm looking to reach into the sports field and hire a CEO, I'm grabbing somebody from the Big 12. This was a conference that looked like it was going to be dead on arrival two to three years ago. So the anti-Pac-12, right, was like, oh, we're going to be fine, just fine, and you get rated. They got rated for their top teams here, which started with the Texas A&Ms of the world, moved to Texas, and moved to Oklahoma, and now look like they're on steady foot where they can argue, saying, hey, if we go to a one-league super conference, you better include us here. So if I'm looking at the winners and losers of sports, you want to talk about No bigger rebrand than what the Big 12 is actually doing. I love what they're doing here. And as I said, whoever's running the Big 12, they know exactly what deal is going on here in college football, and they're being proactive about it. Congratulations, Big 12. You are way down on my list here and constantly moving up now. It's pretty good power moves. Because all of this started, all of this realignment that has altered the landscape of college athletics for the future started three summers ago now when we got the bombshell announcement that didn't seem plausible. Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12, the standard bearers of that league to join the SEC. That also happened starting in 2024. But unlike the Pac-12 DRS, when it lost UCLA and USC that said, huh, We'll be fine. We stick our nose up at others in conference realignment. The Big 12 was aggressive. Their former commissioner in Bob Bowlesby, their current commish in Brett Yormark. They have made the moves to lessen some of the blow of losing OU in Texas, who joined the SEC in 2024. That really sent the first shockwave that changes the landscape of college sports. And now just to finish here with my final thought about realignment. 
DRS, I think there's two hands that go into things, right? Compartmentalization. You can understand something, and then you can offer your opinion and emotion on it. I understand why conference realignment happens. It's because of college football. It's because of the substantial TV money that comes from it and what networks value in terms of what programs mean to them with dollar size. But there's also the unique product that is college football, regional rivalries, traditions of your fan base, the idea that a school can mean something to a particular geographic location that might not have a value elsewhere in bigger cities. It is the geographic nature of college football that is unique. Regional ties to your favorite program, to your school's biggest rival, or your conference overall. What we are seeing and what we have known for the past couple of years is the professional nature of college sports. NIL, transfer portal, now TV revenue. The allure of amateurism is dead, has been dead, and remains six feet under for the rest of our time in college sports. And DRS, for a guy like me who enjoys an Iowa-South Dakota State game that finishes 7-3 to where the Hawkeyes score two safeties and a field goal, we still have that. And for some, that's more important than the overall result of who wins a college football playoff national championship or who plays in their conference title game. That's the unique nature of college football. And I would just caution everybody, although it feels different and will certainly look different, you will still have your time to enjoy your Saturdays in the fall. And this Saturday in the fall, DRS, or these Saturdays coming up in 2023, will be the final year before a ton of alters and changes the Pac-12 will still exist USC UCLA Oregon and Washington will play in that conference the Big Ten will only be 14 teams the SEC won't have Texas and Oklahoma just yet and it's the final year DRS of only four teams in the college football playoff right now Georgia remains the favorite at plus 220 to win its third consecutive national championship Look at those odds and know that all the realignment news that you saw on Friday and over the weekend means nothing for this upcoming 2023 college football season. All right, DRS, transition now from the professional nature of college football just to professional football. The NFL season underway with the preseason last week. We're a month away from the regular season debut in Kansas City. News for the Saints over the weekend. Alvin Kamara, based on the NFL's personal conduct policy, has been suspended, DRS, for the first three games for New Orleans in 2023. Yeah, and sometimes a blessing in disguise because running backs, when do you want them healthy, particularly Alvin Kamara, at the end of the season? And by the way, you look at that Saints schedule. It doesn't look all that daunting here. I think they'll be just fine over the first couple games with Alvin Kamara. If he's healthy and he's confident and he's playing late in the season, the Saints could be a player, maybe not in the Super Bowl race, but certainly to win that division. Alvin Kamara for his role in a nightclub fight in Las Vegas around the 2022 Pro Bowl did not plead guilty to any felony charges outside of the actual courtroom. But of course, the NFL makes its own determinations. Kamara met with Roger Goodell last week in New York City and DRS already said it. The Saints have the easiest schedule in the National Football League, according to our guy, Warren Sharps, win total projections for the teams on its slate in 2023. Last year, Alvin Kamara didn't score for the Saints in the first five games, only finished with two rushing scores and two receiving touchdowns, but still is a playmaker. 897 rushing yards, 490 receiving yards. DRS, when you look at the Saints... Where do you think New Orleans stands entering 2023? 
I like where they stand here because, again, it's about making money on them. I think you can actually do that. And also, let's keep in mind, you have an upgraded the quarterback position. you got legitimate wide receivers. If Alvin Kamara is healthy along with a pretty good athletic front seven, look, the sky's the limit for them to win the division and maybe win double-digit games. Winning the conference, I don't think it's going to happen. They'll be competitive all the way through in 2023. They'll believe that. More of a conversation around the NFC South and the National Football League up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. National Football League live right here on this Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Exactly one month away from the debut of 2023 in the regular season between the Chiefs and the Lions. But DRS, we focus on the NFC South quickly here. We just showed you the Saints board, what the odds outlook is for New Orleans this upcoming season. The Saints are booked as the favorites, DRS, to win the NFC South plus 130. And despite not having Alvin Kamara for the first three games of this year suspended over the weekend based on the NFL's personal conduct policy, the win total remains at nine and a half. But DRS, the NFC South last year was interesting. Of course, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady won the division, albeit with a losing record. And then the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints all finished in either a tie for second DRS or a tie for last at seven and ten. So DRS, who is your pick to win the NFC South division in 2023? It's got to be the Saints, plus 130 price here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think it makes the most sense. And also, you can technically say all four of these teams do have questions at quarterback because they're all moving parts. You know, Derek Carr coming over here from the Vegas Raiders. I think that's a massive upgrade for them. The Atlanta Falcons here, still a young quarterback in Ritter. We don't know much about him. The Carolina Panthers, number one overall pick. I do think he's going to be a very good football player over the next couple years. But again, a rookie quarterback, you're going to put your money in over 17 games. Then you take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who look like it's probably going to be Baker Mayfield. But i got to tell you, right now i do think the tampa bay buccaneers are mispriced at a plus 750 number because if you heard anything what i was saying last year is look tom brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play in the nfl we get that but i don't think he was very good last year and couldn't move so they bring back just about everybody the only change is tom brady am i looking for a massive upgrade not necessarily but a plus 750 price doesn't fit for me on the tampa bay buccaneers just to be honest DRS, I still think there's a large drop-off from a bad Tom Brady who did things last year, a quarterback we hadn't seen in his two and a half decades in the NFL, and even a good Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask at this stage of their career. And I don't believe in Todd Bowles as a head coach currently in Tampa Bay. A defensive mind? Sure. As a head coach to lead the Buccaneers to any sort of contention this year? Absolutely not. I also agree with you, though, DRS. I'm going with the Saints in the NFC South. So, DRS, when we flip it to the other conference, there's a tier of three when it stands in the AFC led by their quarterbacks. Mahomes and the Chiefs, Allen and the Bills, Burrow and the Bengals. But some movement, DRS, in the individual awards over the weekend. Patrick Mahomes now a solo favorite to win his second consecutive NFL MVP award. Six to one for Patrick, a dollar in front of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Maybe DRS, there's some concern over Burrow's injury. Maybe the odds makers liked Herbert getting paid in Los Angeles. Or maybe they knew it was Jalen Hurts' birthday on this Monday. Hurts turns 25, now entering year number four as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
And by the way, if you're looking at Patrick Mahomes at 6-1 to price, I do agree with it. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid calling the plays. You pencil him in if he's healthy for 40-plus touchdown pass and probably close to 5,000 yards. But maybe if you take a look at Josh Allen, they used to be the it team, the Buffalo Bills, right? The last two years, mm. that's where you get that extra bump on Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. Sensational quarterback. But some of the luster is worn off of the Buffalo Bills. Then you take a look at Joe Burrow, still waiting to get his contract extension here, already banged up, which it seems like he comes into every single year all the way banged up. So I agree with the price points here and the movement. Patrick Holmes should be the yeah. favorite to win MVP. Why? He's the best player in the league. Why wouldn't he be the favorite to be MVP? Best player on the best team currently from the odds perspective in both the AFC and the NFL overall. Of course, the reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City. As we said, DRS, exactly a month away. Today is August 7th from September 7th. That's a Thursday in Arrowhead when the Chiefs open up their season against the Detroit Lions to kick things off for everybody in the regular season in 2023. And speaking of movement, DRS, we've already seen movement on that game. KC now a full touchdown favorite, laying seven at home. And the total on the rise, 54 and a half. DRS, we showed the odds board there. Quarterback, AFC title, Super Bowl. It makes sense of the tier of three in the AFC. What has your eye elsewhere, DRS, in the AFC championship odds? AFC Championship odds, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm really excited for the Chargers. And most people say, oh, come on, Staley's. The, mm. You look at the defensive talent on that team, an added wide receiver in the first round, a play call that we can finally say, hey, throw the football down the field. That's what Kellen Moore does here. I don't know if you want to buy into the Chargers because it is hard to get behind a coach that goes, okay, you're number one, I'm going for it on every fourth down. You're number two, we're going for it on no fourth downs. I don't know when to call my timeouts. Maybe he learned a thing or two, but relinquishing the play calling from Lombardi over here to Kellen Moore, that's a massive upgrade. I think the sky is the limit for the Chargers because based on the talent, pass rushers, back-end secondary, offensive weaponry, they can get it done here. Maybe that's the team to look out for as that dark horse to maybe upseat the Kansas City Chiefs out west. Is this the year the Chargers finally prove that optimism Mm. has success on the football field? Yes, a 10-win team last year. Yes, a playoff team last year, but probably a playoff game DRS. Those Bolts backers would want to forget a 27-0 lead in Jacksonville against the Jaguars to only squander a golden opportunity to play the Chiefs in the divisional round. DRS, as always, we appreciate you doing everything with us here to start off a new week on the morning after. Enjoy the rest of your week, my friend. I will do that. And by the way, as the once great governor of California said, go, Chargers, go, Ben. There you go. That was Arnold Schwarzenegger. DRS, a really good impression out of you as well. So we transitioned from the NFL to a huge weekend and day in the WNBA. Game of the year number two, between the Aces and the Liberty. A blowout in favor of Vegas in Las Vegas about a month ago. The Liberty returned the favor yesterday in Brooklyn. What is it about the game of the year so far between the WNBA's two new super teams that really hasn't lived up to the billing of the game of the year? In just a moment, our James Young, our coach JY, will join us here on the morning after. And when I said in just a moment, I mean right now. JY. Welcome to the show here on this Monday morning. Big 10, Ben, good to be on with you. Yes, big game by the Liberty. Now we got a blowout each way. Hopefully matchup number three, better than the first two. Just over a month ago, JY, in Las Vegas, the Aces blow out the Liberty in really the first litmus test between these two all year long. That was game of the year number one. 
The Aces took it 98 to 81. All five starters for the Aces scoring 14 or more points. That was the story yesterday for New York as the Liberty, a huge blowout by 38 at home, 99-61. They were booked outright as a five and a half point underdog at home. Las Vegas entered riding an eight game win streak. The Aces handed only their third loss of the year. So, J.Y., what was the difference for the Liberty yesterday in game of the year, if we can still call it that, version number two? Well, it was a tale of two different games, Ben, if you really want to look at it. First half, Sabrina Nestor came out absolutely on fire, uh, hitting, I believe, five threes in the first half, 23 points, really got the Liberty going in a half, let's be honest, Ben, where their top player, Brianna Stewart, did not play particularly well shooting one of eight from the floor. So she didn't play well in the first half, but honestly, neither did uh, Asia Wilson. Now, she caught a little bit of an elbow yeah. early. Jalquel Jones, flagrant foul, first foul of the game. I don't know if a message was sent, but you can tell that the Liberty coming out of the break after halftime, that third yeah. quarter, the exact opposite bend that happened in the game in Las Vegas. Liberty scored 30 points in that third quarter, and it was everybody. Stewie had seven. Laney had six. John Quill had four. Anescu had eight. Three assists for Vandersloot. And they really yep. stepped up their defense. And I think that's the biggest thing from this game, Ben, for me, is you've seen the Liberty. If you watch their point spreads closely, they blow leads like no one's business. And they have lapses defensively that would drive Sandy Bordello or me absolutely nuts. They did not do that. They put the hammer down in the third quarter, and they did not let it off the hook. And that's why that game was over by the end of three. J.Y., it's fascinating when you look at where this game stood at the halftime break. New York was up, but they trailed after one quarter. They had a five-point lead at the half. Las Vegas scored only 17 points in total in the second half. Brianna Stewart did pick it up in the second. Stewie over her points prop of 21 in the hook, finishing with 23. She's the odds-on favorite to win the WNBA MVP this year. Last year's MVP, Asia Wilson, a game she would probably want to forget. Only nine points for Asia Wilson, well under 20 and a half. And DR, or JY, excuse me, I mentioned it. Las Vegas had all five of their starters in the first game between these two, score 14 or more. Yesterday, it was all five of the Liberty starters scoring in double digits, including Sabrina Ionescu, the game's leading scorer, with 31 points, well over her points prop of 15 and a hook. So, JY, despite the result yesterday, the Aces remain a heavy favorite, around a $3 favorite to win the WNBA championship. Did you see anything in the outcome of game of the year number two that changes your thought overall on what a WNBA championship might come down to between these two sides? Honestly, I think the I think the Aces are going to miss Candace Parker a lot more than people think. The Wiley veteran signed with the Las Vegas Aces after coming from the Chicago Sky. But here's the thing. It's Double J. It's John Quell Jones, who has been mm. playing Ben her best basketball of the season. She has been a double-double machine, 12 points, 14 yep. rebounds, some aggressive play in the low post. If they start to get John Quell going, which they have, that inside-outside presence between Stewie and John Quell become a problem. But the interesting thing, Ben, is as a coach, you can flip-flop the meaning. You can go high-low yeah. with Stewie as a stretch four, John Quell as the five inside, or you can put John Quell 
at the five step out roll stewie into the low block so i think that's where they become really really interesting is the play of john quell jones because she becomes that third scorer she scores inside it helps out laney who can get some shots from perimeter new york liberty yeah. best performance by far this season those acquisitions this offseason, of course, highlighted by Stewie. She's the odds-on favorite to win the WNBA MVP. You saw the minus 175 price. But we know Courtney Vandersloot orchestrates the offense. And John Quell Jones, the veteran in her sixth year, has been sensational. JY, 12 points, 14 boards yesterday. Like you mentioned, her seventh double-double in the last nine for New York. Now we go to the NBA. A big weekend for Anthony Davis in terms of big dollar signs. Three-year, $186 million extension with the Lakers to stay in the City of Angels until 2028. That's an average salary, JY, annually of 62 mil. It's the richest in NBA history. Can I get a little bit for my cataracts? It's a little bit. I'm not asking for a lot. Wet my beak a little bit, big time, Ben. But good for AD. Here's the thing. You can never question the game, Ben. And it's his mental state and his ability to Mm. stay healthy, making $62 million a year. He has to become the face of the Lakers. Listen, LeBron's got the foot. We don't know where he comes back. Sneaky. I'm not looking at any of these props. I'm looking at AD to make a run at MVP. He was fantastic last year without LeBron. LeBron starts the year, maybe hurt. AD steps up with a monster year. Lakers need it. AD, 29-1 to to win the NBA's MVP award next year. You saw the plus 900 number on the Lakers to win the West. It's the fourth best in the conference. JYA fadeaway to the break to start off this new week here on the morning after. We round out the opening hour by hearing from you, the public, up next on Sportsman. I told Inescu how to see sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Shouting out this opening out live right here on the morning after on sports grid and sirius xm channel 159 a monday on the grid Thank you for tuning in. That all includes, by the way, the new Sports Grid app. The Ultimate Sports Betting Companion app is now available for download at both the Apple App Store for our iOS friends and, of course, now the Play Store as well for our Android users out there. The Sports Grid app, wherever you need it, available for download. You want five star plays? You want best bets? You got it. You want information and insight? You got it. You want all the data you need to become the best and most engaged sports fan and better you can be? You got it at the new Sports Grid app just in time for football season. One month out from the debut of the NFL regular season, but still in the dog days of summer as well before we really pick things up. Like the home stretch of this MLB campaign, about 50 games left for most teams around the bigs. A contentious race right now for the National League Central Division featuring one of the hottest teams in baseball. So which of some playoff contenders in the NL Central make a run to October? That was the question and fade the public. Which of these three NL Central teams has the best chance of making the playoffs? The Brewers, Cubs, or Reds? Right now, Milwaukee has a game and a half lead 
for the National League Central over both Chicago and Cincinnati. The Reds and the Cubs tied for the third and final National League wildcard spots, all three very much in the thick of a playoff race. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, and most of the public at this moment, 44% backing the Cubby. Chicago has won 15 of their last 19 games, the hottest team in MLB that has been hot offensively since the All-Star break, going fully in at the trade deadline just a week ago. That does it for hour number one of the morning after live right here on Sports Grid. Hour number two is up next. Come back and join us across the grid for plenty more around the sports landscape. We'll see you in a few.